0: Hi guys, welcome to Wildest Kruger Stories. I'm Craig.
1: And I'm Carolina.
0: Sure, I had to get that intro like, right. I had to to think about it a little bit because (laughs) I I haven't been here for a while.
1: Craig is back, as you can hear. I'm back. And we're both back. We took a little bit of a break and you've taken a long break.
0: I wasn't a... Like... The podcast didn't take a break. It was like we... It was a month. Like we released an episode every two weeks. So like yeah, it was yeah. really only one episode. so It was a month off.
1: Yeah, yeah, still.
0: Yeah, we did take... But we did take a break.
1: Yeah, but we're back now. We're in back. In full swing.
0: Yeah, and it's... Uh, we thought this episode would just be... Pretty much a, just a catch-up episode. Because, I mean... Like the last episode I was on... Was released on the 5th of May. And we were just <laughs> going through what we've done since the 5th of May and it's been a lot <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a lot we,
1: we've, we're kind of in a very busy period of, of yeah. the year right now uh, in a very good way it, sound, it sounds like we're complaining No, 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 like, no, no it's exactly. in a really good way a lot of exciting things and a lot of travelling uh, but that's what we enjoy doing and yeah, we're just talking about like especially what Craig has been doing because you've been doing even more things than I have and yeah. I feel like I've been doing crazy amounts
0: yeah, I think it's we we've been very fortunate over the last 6 to 8 weeks uh with regards to the business really being quite busy. Yeah. Um and that's thanks to you guys. Um and uh, everyone that follows us on social media and everyone that's supporting the company. So thank you to everyone yeah. out there for supporting us. Um but yeah, I mean as of the 5th of May, I was I've been in three different reserves and uh three, three different, different countries. <laughs>
1: crazy because yeah it was the 5th of may was last time we released but we probably recorded that like a few days before yeah and then now it's currently the 12th 13th of july mm. sorry yeah, yeah. sorry june
0: of june. june um and yeah i think so starting going back going so let me start from the beginning i think the yeah. the first catch
1: up uh, yeah craig
0: so, as of May, we started, uh, a lot of the private guiding bookings started to come in, um, where uh, basically, I'm, I think we've explained to you what, uh, on a couple of episodes prior, but I'm just going to run through it really quickly, what private guiding is, is when you want myself or Carolina, uh, through Wildest Kruger Safaris, to guide you through your safari experience, and uh, we had quite a few of those bookings uh, in in May and Uh, into July and then August and going into the future as well. But they really did pick up quite drastically in May. And my first one was at Imagine Africa in the Private Nature Reserve, which was quite cool. We had a group of 10 from uh, the States. It was, they were out here celebrating a wedding and they decided to do a safari experience and they found me uh, which was very cool. They spent um, four days, three nights out at Imagine Africa, and they they basically took the lodge. It's only it's only five tents. It's a beautiful little tented camp, and um, they basically took the lodge exclusive use and um, two drives a day. Uh, had the lodge to themselves, and it, it 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 was an amazing experience. It was a massive success.
1: That's awesome. That's such a great way of like, especially when you're big group or like a big family like that to be able to book out the whole lodge and just have it for yourself and like that's i think that's like next level that's so special to be able to do that
0: yeah i think it's i think it's a different kind of special you know like all lodges are special like you would know um but i think when you've got a big group like you said with your family Mm. it is it it's a special kind of special because you are you kind of get to treat it like it's your own house Mm. you know what i mean where you have um if you want to put in special requests with Regards to the kitchen or an activity or something, you're not inconveniencing anyone else. No. Um, so yeah, it was it was something that was, in my opinion, a great success, and uh, I look forward to doing more of that in uh, in the future.
1: And I think what they also, if I remember correctly, the big thing for them was also that they had young kids. Mm-hmm. So that for is, anyone yeah. who has young kids or like is a big family with young kids it is quite nice to be able to like to just have the lodge for yourself uh, and to be you know private like that and then you don't have to worry about the kids like screaming and bothering anyone else and like they can kind of do their thing you know what i mean
0: yeah i was talking to um james who was the the main who was the main guest Hmm. who i had been dealing with over all the months and he actually said to me he said craig this was amazing because of the fact that I can actually also be on holiday now. Mm. You know, when you're traveling with, he said, when you're traveling with kids and they travel quite a bit and they said, when you're traveling with kids to all these other properties um, and you've got your kids running around a swimming pool, you're like constantly running behind them saying, Hey, you need to keep quiet and because there's other guests trying Mm. to, but when this is just your family, you can actually just relax because they're not disturbing anyone else. Exactly. And um, I think they, they really did appreciate that aspect of their trip and they had some amazing sightings. Um, I mean, their first afternoon, you know, they headed out and within the first 45 minutes um, they had uh, a pride of lions with about four week old cubs. Oh my word. And as they left there, they found about 300 meters from the lions, they found a female leopard in a tree. No. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a mind blowing first afternoon. That's incredible. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they, uh, as the days, I think they had they actually had lions on every single drive. Um, oh, which wow. was mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: crazy. Yeah. So
0: they did. They had a. They had a good. They had a good experience at Imagine Africa. Mm. Um, and uh, then where from there? Um, what were you doing over that period?
1: When you were at Imagine Africa, I was doing admin <laughs> at home. <laughs> uh, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Um, but honestly, like that's also what I do. I think we've mentioned this before. What I do enjoy about our work is that we go through busy periods, but then like, I enjoy the busy periods of traveling a lot, but I also enjoy the, I guess you could call them more boring periods, but they're not really. But like when you're home and we have like a routine and I like go for my walks in the morning and then I do admin for pretty much the whole day. And then like watch some TV and go to bed. Like I enjoy those days. But it's also
0: recovery days. Exactly. Like I think our, our jobs, like you just said is, um, they're quite st- strenuous yeah. you know we're we're in charge of people we're dealing with people we're looking after people yeah. you know in, in some cases not that I'm saying this is this is how it is all the time but it, with some people you do feel like kind of like a teacher or something like that where you have to make sure everything's perfect so you're constantly thinking your brain is constantly but even, working
1: even when you have amazing guests like yeah. you know and that's we obviously love that part but you do get tired like because mm. it is long days on safari you are working you are constantly like needing to um you know like take care of people and like even if guests are amazing which just you know it makes the job so much easier and 100 percent is you know great it is still a job it is still working you still get tired um and then it's just nice to be able to relax. And it's, you know, you it, with our job, when we're working, we're out on safaris. You don't have time to, like, work out or watch a movie yeah. or, like, those kind of things. You, do, you don't have time for that. So it's nice to have those times in between where you can, like, just kind of relax on the couch and then also get time to, like, work out, go for walks, whatever. Yeah. Like, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And it's, an, it's nice to be able to do that as well.
0: No, absolutely. I think... Um... <laughs> I think it's very important that we do have those days like you did and you called them admin days. Mm. Um, but it's, it's important to have those so you don't burn out. Exactly. Um I think when we, like our company is very, very small and uh, it's mainly only me and Caroline on the ground. That's why we're so personal and offer such personal experiences because you, you do all the communication through us. We do safari. We say goodbye to you. We greet you. We do everything. But it does it does take its toll and it's very important that we can actually take the time that we need to actually just kinda relax. You know And what I mean? also
1: to get the admin done. Because I don't <laughs> think people realise how much work behind the scenes that goes into like do answering emails <laughs> and you know, even just running for me, because my Instagram is such a big part of my job, like running that Instagram takes a lot of time and people I don't know people think people realise that, but but we love it, and that's why we're yeah. doing it. But, but yeah, it, it, it is also good to have those times because when, you, when you're hosting guests on Safari, it is busy days, really and you don't have time ones. to answer too many emails and stuff. So you <laughs> need, need those days in between to get catch up on those things. But yeah, it was really cool. And then um, you got back, and then I, we met for like 10 minutes.
0: We did, yeah, yeah. And
1: then I headed to Kruger myself. That's correct. And you went home to chill.
0: <laughs> and I went for two days of, yeah, just yeah. relax and admin. Yeah.
1: And the reason we, it's how it's and people would be like, well, that's so weird. Like, why did you guys just, you know, miss each other like that? But it's honestly, there, there was like a few reasons to why that happened. I received the Z9 from Nikon to test that out and, I was like, the best place to do that is in Kruger. So I was really, really keen to get to Kruger to test out the Z9. And I'll talk more about that just now. I don't think I've spoken about my thoughts on the Z9 on the podcast. So I'll do that now. But that was the first reason. The second reason was that we currently only have one car yeah, because mine is still not ready for those who follow my Instagram and the, the van oh, The project. van, we had
0: to, just, just on that, we had to get parts from the UK. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So the van is still not ready, two years in the making, but yeah, let's not get into yeah, that story. Um,
0: don't mention the war.
1: Don't mention the war. But anyway, uh, so um, we only have one car, so Craig came back with a car and then I could go and then... Th- the third reason was that craig obviously needed that bit of break between these bookings uh, and you know i think you would have come with me but then also the last reason was that i was also very keen to go by myself because yeah i don't know for me like i spoke about this on my instagram but like independence has always been a big thing for me and living in south africa it's been difficult like uphold that because also because of the job that we do like we work and live together so we're pretty much together all the time and uh, so it is quite nice to be able to do your own thing every now and then and I felt like this Kruger trip was was really good that way and it was just so it was so awesome to be by myself Uh but it was also very funny because uh, I was camping and so many people like asked me are you alright <laughs> are you gonna be fine camping are you by yourself and I was like, yo, I'm fine. And like, even the and guy... They, they do
0: say that in like, they, they're the best intentions. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know what
1: I mean? 100%. No, no, they do. But, but it it's... does
0: come across a bit condescending, I suppose. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, no. They,
1: they they try. They just have the best intentions. Trying to be nice. But, but still, they wouldn't have said that to you.
0: No, not and, at all. Yeah. Not at all.
1: But even the guy at the reception, when I checked in, he was like, are you, are you going to be... Are you camping? Just you. And I was like, yo, no, just me are you sure you're gonna be fine have you done this before (laughs) and I was like I'll be fine I have done this before like my whole life so um yeah it was a bit funny but it was a really cool Kruger trip you had some
0: cool sightings didn't you
1: yeah I had two leopard sightings that were awesome both of them just completely by myself and I think that's something different when you by yourself like you're driving yourself and you're finding them, you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, if I have sightings with you, it's still a- as exhilarating, but it was like extra special that I personally found them. Like I chose to drove that road during that time, and like I spotted them. Do you know what I mean? For sure. Um, so that was really really cool, and both the sightings were awesome. I was by myself uh, with no other vehicles, uh, and so that's
0: that. That's rare with the yeah. leopard.
1: Mm. Often you will spot leopards because other vehicles are already For looking sure. at them. But these leopards were, like, uh, they were on the move and they were, like, right next to the road. And then I spotted them, which was really, really cool. And then I had wild dogs the one afternoon. Also, like, they were on the road. uh, And there was, like, lots of cars because everybody was driving back to camp. Uh, But that was really awesome to see. And then just, I don't know, in general, like, beautiful rhino and elephants and all that kind of stuff for those who want to see like all the sightings I saw and everything that I have posted a YouTube video a uh, vlog from, from that Kruger trip. So that's up on my YouTube, if you want to check it out.
0: And uh, that was just two days you had some insane sightings over just two days. I mean, uh, all the above that you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I've watched obviously i watched the the YouTube video and I mean in just in just two nights you yeah, had it was so it was quite unbelievable actually.
1: No, it was really awesome. I think I'll definitely be heading into Kruger by myself so, yeah, again. Sorry, nice. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> but then
0: I'll I, have admin days. Yeah, no, exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it was nice for you to relax a little bit because then when I got back, we again like had like half an hour just swapping like me giving you the car keys basically. And then you headed off for another booking.
0: I went to freelance.
1: Uh, Was that what it was?
0: Yes. I went to freelance for a couple of days at um, Thorny Bush Game Reserve, which I have worked at before. And the reason I picked up I I would have actually just taken the... uh, I I wouldn't have accepted the job, actually, to be honest, if it was another reserve. But uh, having worked there before, and I haven't been back in a long while, I was like, no, this this will be cool to be back.
1: No, but we were back.
0: Oh yeah, of course, of course, but to guide,
1: to To actually guide there. Yeah.
0: Um, And I, I, I I just kind of had to do it because, you know, to, to, to be communicating with uh, other guides on the radio that you've worked with in the past and, Mm. you know, just chatting and catching up with everyone was, was a lot of fun. Um, and generally like a three day booking, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just take, uh, but because it was this specific reserve, I was I was quite happy to go back.
1: Yeah, and it was cool, eh, hey, to be back with everyone. Oh,
0: it was amazing. I mean, uh, just to drive the roads, to drive the reserve, and shame the tracker that I was. I was put with Sam. Um, he was very surprised that I knew all the roads. He was like, well, and I was like, well, I worked here, you know. <laughs> so shame. Uh, he was trying to show me like where to go and what to do because that's what you do with a freelancer. Because most freelancers come in, they don't know the area. But um, uh, when you get a freelance guide that has worked there before, obviously I I had worked there for bit, about two and a half years mm. and uh, knew the area quite well. So it was uh, it it was just it was just amazing being back. And yeah, we had some amazing sightings. I mean, the the Monwana Pride of Lions was probably the most impressive for me, which is the pride that dominates the northern part of Thorny Bush. And uh, when I left, they were. I think there were a total of like five lions uh two lionesses and three sub adults, and now they're nineteen in total um and that that's that's just happened in the, the space of what four years yeah um four or five years sorry and um yeah it was just, it was incredible to see them just and and some of those females that are now. Nursing cubs were <laughs> were cubs when I left Thorny wow. and they were like these little fluff balls. And there are now the individuals that are carrying the pride going forward with their own youngsters. And I think the most impressive lion out of them was the Maposa male, who I saw when he was still very new, being chased around by the then dominant males in in Thorny Game Reserve, and. Uh, he's very easy to identify. I posted a recent photo of him on my Instagram page. um, And he's got a, it's like glaucoma in the eye, um, which is basically the lack there of fluid draining out of the eye. So it causes Mm -hmm. blindness in the eye. So he, he has this like earth like eye. It's just like bright, bright, bright blue. Um, And he's completely blind in it, obviously. And that's how you can identify him. But now he's, The reason the Monoana Pride has become this dominant force in the Northern thorny Bush. So it was very, very cool to see them and uh, spend time with them again.
1: That photo you got of him was really awesome. I like it a lot. His tongue out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But also, like, it's just so special getting a like head-on shot of a male lion. Yeah. with With just one eye. Like that's so cool. So I'm a bit jealous of that. No, especially. no,
0: but he he is, and he's so relaxed. He's uh he's a very confident male lion, and it's it's quite rare to have that in lions where, uh in in ecosystem as natural as Kruger, uh where you have just one male dominating a pride and being that successful. And we actually went into a conversation with uh, a couple of the guides in the area about like why this is, and it's because there's so many females. So when intruding males come in, the females. Know that if they if they don't back the maphosa male up, their cubs are going to die. Mm. So they because kind of
1: just explain why that would be.
0: Well, um, male lions will come into an, a, a, a another male's territory and want to spread their genetics. So they want to get their that male out and come in to spread their genetics. So in order to do that, they need to bring the females into estrus as Almost, they would want to bring them into Estrus almost immediately. So they'll kill the cubs. And then the females will go into Estrus and start mating with those new males. Mm. And the females know this. So it is quite rare for one male to dominate such a large pride. But it's because there's quite a number of females. I think there's about seven or eight females now. Yeah. Uh, so when, old, uh, when intruding males come in, these females back up Moposa and um, chase the intruding males away. Uh, which is which is very very interesting to That's see.
1: Super cool, mm.
0: yeah. Yeah, so he's he's there, and um, uh, it doesn't look like he's leaving soon. There are six younger males in the south called the Blackdown males, and they're. They're pushing slowly but surely further north. Yep. But
1: six males, eh? six
0: male coalition, they're gonna cause chaos. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be very interesting. It will.
1: They were the ones we saw when they were cubs. I Correct. Know. Another
0: another another coalition that we saw when we they were well, remember we went on that drive when we were on the airstrip. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. And uh, they were like tiny.
1: Tiny little cubs. Yeah. And, and now then, they're
0: male lions. Yeah, they're now
1: they're big males. Five,
0: five that's and a half years old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing incredible yeah too. i just
0: watch it i think that's one of the most the uh, impressive things for both like just being in the bushes seeing specific animals develop and mm. uh, watching animals like lions leopard elephant rhino, whatever the case may be watching them go from these little fluff balls yeah. into these breeding and successful animals
1: and like big animals because big animals. <laughs> they not just they don't just go from like a little puppy to a cute a dog. dog. You know, they go from little fluffy lions to big male lions with a big mane. Like they that's... kill things. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, but yeah, that, um, I know it's... I agree with you. I think that's also very, very special with, with like living out in the bush and being in the bush so much...
0: Yeah, I think my yeah. guests got quite irritated with me because they were, I was like, every time I was like, ah, I saw these things when they were so small. You know? um, <laughs> I, actually, no, I don't. They actually enjoyed it. Uh, I had some really, really cool guests, but they loved they loved the fact that um, uh, I was there before and I could tell them stories about what I had seen with these specific animals and storytelling that's yeah, like what guiding is, isn't it? No,
1: that's awesome. Um,
0: so, yeah, we had a really, really, really good time at Thorny Wish. While I was there, how was your Z9 experience. Um, Because I know you were super excited about it um, and the build-up to it was a lot and there was a lot of planning around it. And that was basically the essence of your Kruger trip.
1: No, exactly. Um, It was honestly, it was really, really awesome to get to try it out. And I appreciate Nikon South Africa sending it to me. That's like, it's amazing that they, that they, they did that and wanted me to try it out. And it's one of those cameras that you know, I've had my eye on ever since it came out because I because I shoot with Nikon, uh, I've been thinking like I need to switch to mirrorless. Um eventually like I'm starting to get to a point where that's becoming very necessary for my photography and the way I shoot. Uh that you know my, my equipment isn't really keeping up anymore and I need to I need to make the switch. So I am in the process of of figuring that out and yeah, it just, it takes a bit of money. Um, Some people, sometimes I get comments on- It's a big
0: investment, isn't it?
1: It is. Sometimes I get comments on social media and people are like, why Don't you shoot with Nerdless as if, like, <laughs> there was like a reason that I
0: earn money in rands,
1: exactly? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, because money, like, <laughs> you know, um, and also, like, it is a big investment, so I want to make sure that when I do invest in it, I want to get like the perfect equipment for me that I'll be able to use for like a long time, you know what I mean? So, like, I I want to find the absolute best option, if that makes sense. And there's a lot of things to weigh back and forth with different companies and different cameras and different, all the different kind of op- options that I have. Anyway, um, so it was really, really awesome to get to try out the Z9 uh, firsthand because that's the best way of finding out if a camera is for you or not. You know what I mean? Because you, there's only so much you can read about online. Um, and... Obviously, I've had my eye on it because it is—it's Nikon's best camera, pretty much. Uh, you know, to put it simple. Uh, especially for wildlife, it has so many specifications that is amazing for wildlife. So that was like I was really, really keen on on seeing that, uh, and it was amazing. Like. The rumors are true.
0: <laughs> the rumors are true. It's
1: amazing. It's a reason it's it's Nikon's <laughs> uh, flagship camera, you know, like, uh, and I, I've i gotten to, I've got to try the uh, Sony A1 a couple of weeks earlier and, you know, they are on the same level. Like, people often like, oh, is Sony better? Is Nikon better? Is Canon better? You know what? Like, it completely depends on which model you're comparing and you know, the the Z9 and the A1, it's both of these big camera companies. It's their flagship cameras. And, um, you know, they're they going to be good. And they're going to be pretty much on the same level and then, like, slight differences with specific things. So, this comes down to what your preference is. Um, but anyway, it's it's an amazing camera and I got some really cool photos and I really enjoyed it. They sent it with the 400 f 4.5, which is a really interesting prime lens because most prime lenses will have like an f-stop of like 2.8, which makes them very, very big and like heavy and bulky and also very expensive. But this one is a 4.5, which I haven't seen in, in other prime lenses before. Uh, maybe I've just maybe there is more out there I just haven't seen it but I think it was a really cool prime lens because it makes it much smaller and easier to handle and but you still get the like quality of a prime lens which I love uh, and yeah it also makes it a little bit more affordable so I 100% recommend that for anyone who's looking for like wanting to try a prime lens or wanting to get a prime lens but maybe can't afford the 400 like 2.8 yeah because those are crazy expensive anyway um I think the big negative side of of the Z9 that I have to be honest about uh, and that I also feel was really good that I tried it out firsthand because I wouldn't have realized this even though like people say it online and I've read it before I didn't realize really how much it would actually affect me uh, was how big it is. It is a very big and quite a bulky camera uh, and it actually is heavier than my current DSLR. And the whole point for me to switch to mirrorless was to get something that's easier to handle and travel with and not as heavy. Uh, but so that's that's unfortunately the the issue for me with the Z9. But worth mentioning is that uh, now Nikon has just released a couple of weeks ago the Z8 which is pretty much the same camera just without the like big bag- battery p- uh, uh, grip but, yeah, which makes it smaller and less heavy so that is worth mentioning Uh I haven't tried that one so I can't comment on that but I'm sure that would be a better option so yeah um just just my thoughts on the z9 i hope that helps anyone who was who was interested
0: yeah i think the the big thing is with a with a big bulky camera you know um, not everyone has big hands like yourself you've got quite small hands
1: that's the big thing for me like i've got really small hands i think this camera could work better for someone like you for example you get bigger hands i think it would work fine for you but i found it very difficult to reach like different buttons and stuff because I've got small hands.
0: And I think when you're look, when you're a portrait photographer that's fine because you have time. But when wildlife is moving mm. um, it's and you need to reach those buttons in a split second. Yeah. It can be a bit of an issue. But again, yeah. if you've got big enough hands, not an issue.
1: Exactly. No, so it's just a perf- it's just a personal preference, you know? For sure. And I think for me I just found it difficult to handle Like, even though I don't, like, I think people who, who, like, hike with their equipment a lot, like, a lot of people who, wildlife photographers in America, I know, hike much more, and also in Europe, like, you hike a lot to get to specific spots to photograph wildlife on foot and stuff, uh, I think then it can get really heavy. Uh, For me, like, the weight isn't that much of an issue, except for when I'm traveling, but even though i'm in a vehicle and i don't like have to carry it around or everything i still found it like difficult to handle because of the weight and how big it was um, but yeah, that's so just uh, just uh, some notes from my side uh, that I think is good to know for anyone who's who's interested. It, it
0: does sound like you're like it is a bit like nitpicking. It's not really. Oh, it's an yeah, amazing camera. It's, yeah.
1: No, like the. Oh, sorry. Like if I didn't make that clear <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it's an incredible camera. Like it's you know the quality of the photos and the videos that I got like incredible. I got photos that like, of these Kingfishers that I would never have been able to get with my DSLR because the focus isn't fast enough on my DSLR and the shutter isn't fast enough. So, like, got these photos of Kingfishers, which was awesome, and I was so happy with those. And, like, the camera is incredible, like, 100%. But it's just, like, that's the thing. Like, the sometimes you need to look at, like, the software and the hardware, you know. So, like, basically the yeah. software and, like, the quality it produces. It's incredible. It's amazing. But the hardware as in, like, the physical object, you know, that's difficult to carry around, and that also plays a part, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, uh, but it's an incredible camera, definitely. It was just a little bit too big for me, uh, but I think the Z9 would be a better, better Z8. option. Yeah. Z8. Sorry, Z8. 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 Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Because of the battery grip.
0: Yeah, nice. So it was all in all a, a productive trip. You got some cool photos. Oh, 100%. Um, and then... From there,
1: yeah. So then I got back, and you went freelancing, and then you headed off shortly again to uh, Kruger with guests.
0: No. Yes, you're right. In between, there was a short stint at my mother's sixtieth birthday.
1: Oh yes! Shout out to Shout out to Jenny, Jenny Reed for turning for, <laughs> for making turning. it to
0: sixty. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, turned sixty, and we went to her birthday in Johannesburg. But it was literally a weekend break. I think we went down on the Friday, and came back on the Monday. Um, because on the Tuesday, I had to pick up clients mm. at um at Hertzberg Airport, and uh, take them through to uh, Kruger for yeah. seven nights uh, or seven days. That was also an amazing trip. We did the central and the south uh, because, well, actually, they wanted to do north to south, but I felt it was going to be a bit too rushed for just seven days, six nine, seven days. Mm. Um, and uh, it was, I felt, yeah, the north, the scenery is amazing and it's quieter, And I really think they would have enjoyed the north, but it it just wasn't. Just didn't fit the time frame, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but we had a great trip. Um, sorry, I didn't pick them up at uh, the airport. I picked them up at Wildlife Estate. They had a canine unit experience. They went to experience the anti poaching um, dogs, the canine unit for Timbavati Private Nature Reserve, which was very, they said was very, very cool. At
1: the Wildlife College.
0: Wildlife College. Sorry, Wildlife Estate. Wildlife College. Um, and uh, yeah, so South African Wildlife College. And uh, then we went into open gates, and we went all the way south. We did a full day day drive.
1: And saw everything. And saw everything. From what I heard, day. yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I was doing admin again.
0: Yeah. The first day we went in, um, within the first 300 meters, we saw like nine hyenas on Impala Hill. Oh my They were just feasting away.
1: That's incredible.
0: And uh, yeah, that was. And it was like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. And when we left the hyenas, uh, we oh, must have been a couple of kilometers down. We saw a bunch of cars, like Kruger is, mm-hmm. and uh, like, ah, oh, let's let's turn down this road because was on a just a little road, but it was about a hundred meters from the main road that we were. on. So I said, let's go have a look, see. And it was a it was a female cheetah, no,
1: way. sleeping under
0: a under a bush. And I mean, that was the first big cat oh, of Lord. the seven day trip. So it was yeah, it was incredible. Uh, then we went. Further south and, um, you know, the next uh, we it was a quiet stretch down to Skakuza. Um, oh, well, when I say quiet, I mean lots of general game, good ellies, good mm. elephants. Um, it was uh, yeah, a lovely general game going down to Skakuza. And then as we went further south um, past Skakuza, we saw a male leopard, uh, which was right next to the road that like just crossed in front of us and was lying next to the next to the road. And uh, then further down, uh, we saw a mating pair of lions. And this was all on the first oh, day. Are you joking? So all, yeah. three,
1: all three big all cats? All three big
0: cats one day. Oh, and then there word. was another pride of lions that we had to drive past. Because we were going to miss the gate. And uh, we would have <laughs> got a fine. So, you know you
1: know why you guys saw all of this stuff? Why? Because you forgot your cat. I did forget
0: my cat. <laughs> yes, I did indeed. Um, so yeah, shame on me. Um my fault, gonna wear it like a armor. You can say what you want, but yes, I forgot my camera by accident.
1: Yeah, but that's also why you saw good starting, so Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how And that's what
0: you said to me when, cause I remember when yeah. where, when I was leaving, you said, where's your camera? And I was like, oh, cause we had to go pick up an open vehicle to pick up Yeah, the- so yes. I
1: dropped Craig off uh, where he fetched the vehicle, the open vehicle for yeah. Kruger. And when we were like moving the, the, everything from the one car to the other, yeah, I was like, didn't you bring your camera? And yeah, correct uh. answer
0: is no, I didn't bring my camera. So yeah, that was a bit of a, bit of a fail. But to be honest, it was, uh, it, it's, it's all about the guest experience, not about my photos. And they had an epic time. Then, um, yeah, so we stayed at Bergendahl for two nights, Skakusa for two nights, and then Satara for two nights. And they flew out of Skakuza Airport uh, after on day seven. But I think the highlight of that trip was um, the youngest Cheetah Cubs I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, totally- we, were, we, we literally sat in the sighting for... Must have been an hour and a half. Just watching. So we approached and there must have been about one or two cars and there was a tawny eagle uh, or two tawny eagles and a battalier eagle uh, in a tree. But they were looking straight down. And I said... I said to my, the guest, I said, guys, like, this is, we need to, um, we need to say something's not right. Something feels off here. And, um, I said, the way they're acting is these two birds are scavenger birds. So they are, they, they eat carcasses, Mm. or they feed off carcasses. And, um. And they said, okay, let's sit and wait it out. And then we spotted this, what looked like a carcass. And we're like, okay, cool, it's there. And then we pieced together that, okay, there must be a predator here because they're not down feeding on the carcass. And then a few vultures came circling down. And I was like, whatever this is, will um, pop its head up now because the vultures came down in 10s, 20s, 30s. And they were all perching in the trees around. And as we did, a, a, a female cheetah lifted her head. And we're like, there's the cheetah. And it was like, oh, great, because it's a cheetah. So we're like, oh, fantastic. And um, after that, she, this one vulture tries to come down to land. And she has a go at, the che- at this vulture. She tries to catch this vulture. It was incredible what? sighting. And um, this, we were all just blown away by this. We're like, yay, patience paid off. And as she started to move off, we saw four little fluff balls, no older than six weeks. Uh, still had this prominent white stripe down the back, uh, which is they normally normally starts to disappear after about three months.
1: Looking like little, honey a little looking like a
0: little honey badger, and that's the reason they have it. Well, that's what uh, theory says. And um, yeah, so and we we must have stayed with them for about twenty minutes as they just walked parallel to the road. Um, um, so yeah. I'm very upset I didn't have my camera for that. <laughs> uh, it's it incredible. Definitely then. the youngest cheetah cubs I've ever seen in my life.
1: Ugh, that's oh. amazing. Yeah, Yo, you guys seem to have some cool sightings. So I've joined up with you for the last night just to meet the guests and yeah uh, you know, chat to them, and they seem to have such an amazing time.
0: Yeah, when you joined, we had quiet sightings. I remember that. Yeah, we had a very quiet afternoon.
1: Because I then now I had brought your camera. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's
0: it. You brought my camera. But we
1: had a great time with the guests, and you know they were telling me all about the sightings that they had seen before. Yeah. So like, that's amazing. Yeah, and I'm glad. I'm glad I was able to meet them and, and join for the last night like that. That's awesome.
0: No, yeah, they were. They were was
1: very, very nice to meet them. Very
0: nice people. Um, and yeah, we had a we had a great time. And, uh, well, actually, another amazing sighting was the last animal they saw before w- we dropped them off at uh, Skakuza Airport, yeah. about 200 meters from the airport after seven days of safari, was a leopard perched on a termite mound. Ugh. Like 200 meters, like this leopard popped out to say, bye.
1: What an amazing goodbye. Crazy,
0: right? I mean, yep. honestly, it was incredible um, to to so just end a trip like that
1: yeah if yes, that's a, that's so special yeah yeah so you spent some some really good time in the bush lots of, of hard work uh, before we head on to some holiday time
0: yeah. After that, where did we go? We went to Zanzibar. Am yes. I right? To celebrate my mom's birthday. So. And to your birthday. Oh, yeah. Well, I, it hap- I happened to... It's, a,
1: it's official, guys. Craig is old. He's 30 now.
0: I'm, I'm old. <laughs> I'm old, apparently.
1: Um, and your hip is hurting from... Well, yeah. From running. Was,
0: it was just... I went for a run and didn't stretch. That's why my mm-hmm. hip is hurting.
1: Or you're just um, old. <laughs>
0: You know how many listeners we probably have that are old, uh, older than 30 that <laughs> yeah, are actually I'm just, just...
1: I'm just joking, guys. I'm giving Craig shit. You're
0: costing us bookings.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, you turned 30, your mom turned 60, uh, and we went to Zanzibar to celebrate. And With,
0: Yeah, friends and family, so that was, yeah, it was nice.
1: Had a great time. It was quite rainy, uh, so I wouldn't recommend... I wouldn't say this is the best time of the year to go, but for us it was awesome, though, like... You know, when you live in South Africa, it's not like you're desperate for the sun. Yeah. So, like, it was fine. Uh, I think if you're traveling from Europe... We
0: only had, like, two days of rain, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. But if you're traveling from Europe Europe craving the sun, you would be disappointed.
0: Yeah, I, I think so. Well, I mean, if you're traveling from Northern Europe at that time, I suppose you're just... You're happy when it's light. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. 100%. Um, but, yeah... Yeah, it was really good. We had a great time, and yeah, uh, yeah it's an awesome holiday. Just chilling, taking beautiful it easy. resort. Yeah, beautiful resort. Sorry if there's any any noise because there's construction next at door. the at the neighbors next door. But I'm sure it should, you shouldn't hear too much of it. Yeah, but yeah, because then after Zanzibar, we headed to Sweden, where we are now. We
0: did. We had a one day break. I remember that. Yeah, we had one day, and we broke up. Um, the trip where we could actually just catch some rest. Yeah. And then we flew to Sweden and yeah, this is where we are now for the next month. Well, actually, no, we're not here for the next month.
1: We've been here for almost... A week now. Oh, uh, is it just a week? it have like a longer. week, it
0: does, because we've done a lot.
1: We have done a lot. <laughs> um,
0: and uh, yeah, basically, this is our... Uh, I would call it our leave uh, for the year um, because obviously we're still working and still taking bookings. Uh, and still doing the admin side of the business, but no tours uh, because obviously no. we're here.
1: Exactly. No, but it's also, that's the thing, like we, we're fortunate that our job is so based on, online a lot. So, you know, we don't, our job isn't only consisting of physically guiding people. There's a lot of other stuff that we do, uh, you know, that also is part of our, our business and part of our job. Uh, and it's we're very fortunate to be able to, do, to bring that, like, wherever we go and to Sweden and stuff. And it's a a blessing and it's it's a curse, I guess, because sometimes you feel like, oh, wow, I can never switch off because I'm constantly having work with me. At the same time, we're also able to come and stay in Sweden. I'm going to be here for, like, two and a half months, uh, which is amazing for me who have family here but have my life in South Africa. uh, You know, to be able to spend that long in my home country while still working is is incredible yeah yeah uh, so so we're very fortunate uh in that way and um yeah just have work with us pretty much everywhere we go and uh, not really tied to like an office or anything
0: yeah which is great saves us on rent
1: yeah <laughs> that too, yeah
0: but uh, yeah it's been um it's been it's been a busy busy two months and um I'm looking forward to this downtime now because when we get back, it's also hit the ground running. Mm. Uh, July is busy from my side and then going into August, we've got all our photographic workshops.
1: That's going to be so much fun. Um, I'm so excited September, for that. September,
0: October, yeah. uh, it's going to be very, very, very busy.
1: But a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and we're going to keep you guys updated on, on everything we do, uh, we teach, we see. Yeah. We're going to keep you guys as up to date as we can.
1: Talking about the workshops, I want to give a little tease of what we're currently Ooh, working on.
0: We yeah. are, give it it, a tease.
1: We are currently finalizing the last little details of our workshops for 2024 correct they're coming soon the dates are coming soon so stay tuned Um if you are interested and don't want to miss the updates do sign up to my my newsletter and my email list i'll link it below because that's where i'll send out the updates first for uh for the dates and and how to book and all of that and it is very limited seats so uh do stay tuned and, and make sure you you quick with booking because they book out quite quickly. Well, this year they did. They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, yeah, very excited for that. Super excited for what we're working on. And, uh, yeah, I'll keep you you guys updated on the details.
0: So, yeah, guys, I think that's pretty much us for our uh, update episode. Uh, We'll be back in the next uh, week or two. Yes. Um, And uh, to... Uh, have more to chat about
1: yes yeah so just want to catch you guys up a little bit we going to keep this one a little bit of a shorter one uh, and then we'll do a full-on proper episode i guess there's a still a proper episode
0: of course there's a proper episode
1: <laughs> but yeah we'll uh, come back with another episode in the next two weeks
0: cheers guys have a good one <coughs> <coughs>
1: I'm <tries> <tries>